Welcome to the Divine Inspiration Network. My name is Reverend Arlene Cahet, and tonight we are going to be doing a rebroadcast of a show called The Sacred Masculine Show, which was hosted by Reverend Jamel A. Gilliam. Now, the reason why we're rebroadcasting these shows is because we want to bring back to the forefront a different type of conversation when it comes to men and masculine energy that is in the antithesis of what you may be seeing on mainstream media. Now Reverend Jamel's brand and ministry focuses in on men having a holistic relationship with the Creator uh, which in turn helps men to bring balance to their home life, their communities, and to the world. And it's an important conversation that very, very few people are actually having. Or if they're having that conversation, uh, only a select, select few people actually are privy to the information because they're not well known. But Thank you so much for joining us this evening, and here is the Sacred Masculine Show. show. My name is Jamel A. Gilliam, Reverend Jamel, if you really know me. And I have a special show for you today. Let me tell you a little bit about the Sacred Masculine Show. For all those who are the first-time guests, first time tuning in, the Sacred Masculine Show is a place for spiritual brothers and the women that love them doing regular stuff. And we do this for love, for family, for community, careers, and wealth. And although this show is moderated by masculine individuals, this show addresses the ideas and views of all those seeking to know and live the peace. That's right, the peace of God, or whoever you call him or her, the name that you use. This show may include humor, the humor that human beings know. That's the side of God, you know. So those who have come here and come to the conclusion that they are perfectly imperfect, you are indeed in the right place. So I bid you a welcome home. Tonight's guest is a special brother. His name is Orrin Stewart. Let me tell you a little bit about Orrin Stewart. Orrin Stewart, Mr. Stewart, is a motivational speaker and advisor to all those looking to recreate and establish themselves in a more positive light. His main focus is allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through him in order to encourage and assist people in their destiny. That's right, Mr. Stewart is a life coach. He provides life skill workshops to agencies, organizations, churches, etc. Mr. Stewart provides counseling and mentors. He mentors many youth in and around Baltimore City and Baltimore County. He participates in panel discussions relating to the challenges that plague our communities. 
Mr. Stewart truly believes that it takes a village to raise a child, and we all know that it does. There are many situations that affect our communities, and Mr. Stewart accepts this opportunity to encourage and motivate people to make better choices in their lives. He stands on this golden rule. We must first do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Mr. Stewart is married and has five children, enjoys sharing family time with those he knows and also those he comes in contact with. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Orrin Stewart. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Jamal. How are you today? I'm well. You know, I'm so excited because this, uh, this is the first show. Um, when first presented with the opportunity to do this show, I was like, wow, what is it that I would like to have happen and what kind of brothers what I want to have on the show. And Mr. Stewart, you know, or I'm just going to call you Orrin because we know each other from way back. You know, no, Orrin, no. you definitely fit that uh, definition of a brother that, you know, is really uh, a part of what we're trying to do here. I mean, and it's going to be a lot of brothers. I mean, yes, I am an ordained and licensed minister, and, you know, I live a regular life. I am a part of the world. I'm living in the world. And so, you know, there are many brothers who walk in the light of God, who walk who are guided, whomever God is to them, they walk and they are guided by that. So I definitely want to present those type of brothers, you know, and even women for that matter, uh, to the show. And like I said before, you are the first person who came to mind when I thought of that kind of thing for this show. Um, is there anything you want to say uh, in relation to your bio and what the show is? I definitely want to give you an opportunity to speak about that. Sure, sure. I appreciate, first, first and foremost, I want to say I appreciate that introduction. And, um, and I appreciate you acknowledging me for um, what it is that I hold near and dear to my heart, you know, within the community and, and, and being of, uh, an, you know, just an aid in any way possible to help people grow and become stronger within who they are. Um, you know, you've pretty much summed it up within what you share with the guests. Um, I am a life coach. I'm one who works with uh, the community just in helping anyone I come in contact with um, reach their destiny. You know, you know, tap into things within themselves that are that are lying there that they may not have um, recognized or noticed, and just um, helping them to recognize and see the potential within themselves. So, you know, this is something that I do no matter, you know, where I go, where I travel, um, with or without my family being with me. It's something that, um, you know, I let it be, you know, what just pours out of me. So, that's that's. That's what living is to me, is I'm helping and serving, you know, serving, providing service and support. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. You know, not too often folks that are in the community providing service, you know, outside of getting a check. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing something that may oftentimes, you know, uh, you know, have you, I don't want to say neglecting, but definitely spending more time with others you may actually spend with your own family. And I understand that that's a sacrifice in and of itself. And so I definitely want to say thank you because that is, that is something that is not readily, uh, it's not always, uh, uh, you know, you're not always given accolades for that. So definitely thank you for that. Um, so we have some questions for you, Orrin. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, I, you know, Orrin and I go way back. We worked at a place, for, you know, for those of you that know out there, we're, we're in Baltimore, Maryland. In Baltimore, Maryland, you know, if if you've seen The Wire, maybe you think you know about Baltimore, but there's so much more beautiful things to know about Baltimore. But we definitely served together a population of youth uh, who, you know, were referred to us by DJS. Is that right? Yes, it is. And, and uh, you know, these kids, these children, their families, you know, we, we provided them uh, some information that they didn't already have, whether it be workshops, whether it be retreats, whether it be, 
you know, coaching, whether it be just a listening ear, whether it be opportunities for them to, to really understand that they didn't have to do the things they were doing that basically had them getting arrested for it. So, you know, like I said, we go way back. I know I want to say at least 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, 10 years. Actually, a little more. You're right. Oh, yeah, more, more than 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, I have I do have some questions on. I don't know if you I know you spoke a little bit about this, but tell us about your spiritual journey. Sure, no problem. Um my spiritual journey has been very interesting thus far. Um it's something that uh I would have to say that I seek out to grow and develop within every day. You know, um the days that I don't take the time to get in prayer or get into the word, I always feel emptiness. So I would have to say it definitely is something that um, I take the time to really zero in and, and lock in with on a daily basis. Um, growing up an only child, um, to then turn around and have five children, you know, that alone has been something that's been a, an experience within itself, you know, within this journey called life. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that has uh, put me in a position to really have to have um, spirituality at the forefront of my life. Because as I've, like I said, I'm growing up an only child, and as well as growing up in a home, you know, with just my mother and I, without any uh, father, without any uh, male presence in my family, not just in my home, but within my family, it really put me in a position to, to, to desire to want to know what it means to be a man, to be a father, and to be a husband. So those are three areas that I really try to take the time to, to pay attention to, on how to learn, on how to become better at those roles. Um, you know, as well as a son, so I can't leave that one out. You know, so it's something that um, is, is a roller coaster ride, I would have to say. You know, I always use the word that it's an interesting experience um, because it comes with great challenge, you know, because like anything they say, um, anything worth having is worth working hard for. And, you know, growing up and not knowing what it means to, to be a male, you know, uh, you know, when you're growing up in just a family full of females, that's enough in itself to then um, to grow up to become a man and then a father and a husband, you know, it, it requires, to me, a connection with our higher power. You know, for me, I, you know, consider it to be God. So for me, it, it's it's just a no-brainer to not, you know, to let that be what it is that guides me, what it is that is my light, to make the decisions that um, I feel as though will be more beneficial for me in the long run. And it's not as as much about being right or wrong or getting it right all the time, but it's as much as put. The most important part is putting the best effort, you know, the best foot forward, you know, when it goes to making moves. So my spiritual journey is something that I enjoy. It's something that I um, I hold near and dear to my heart, and um, it's something that I, I really care to take the time to instill in my children and um, share with my wife. You know, so, um, like I said, thus far, because I'm still on it and I'm still fighting, you know, the good fight, it's something that I enjoy doing. So, you know, I always say I'm, I'm – I'm 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 on a ride, man. I'm riding. I'm riding out. Oh yeah, sounds sounds wonderful. I want to share a quote. Uh, Howard Thurman. I don't know if folks are familiar with him. He is a, a you know historical figure. When we talk about civil rights, when we talk about theologians, uh, this gentleman is a pioneer because he thought outside the box spiritually, and he encouraged people to look at God in a new uh, in a new way. And 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 I always think of him when I talk about, you know, this is the sacred masculine show. And so I always think about him as also uh, an elder, an ancestor who helped guide, you know, men uh, in a direction where they look at things differently. Uh, Because we are, you know, oftentimes 
villains. We are oftentimes seen as, you know, the the reasons. You know, there was a song I think it was Queen Latifah had called "The Evil That Men Do," mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't doubt that there are bad guys out there. I don't doubt that there are bad men out there. However, there's so much more that we present. I mean, we're we're so much more than money and and, and sexual uh, uh, prowess. And so I, I ask that brothers look in, deep into themselves and see that there's so much more. But I want to share this quote by uh, Howard Thurman, and it says, and this is from Footprints of a Dream. It says, the movement of the spirit of God in the hearts of men often caused them to act against the spirit of their times, act against the spirit of their times, or causes them to anticipate a spirit which is yet in the making. In a moment of dedication, they are given wisdom and courage to dare a deed that challenges to kindle a hope that inspires. So that's very wordy. But he's really talking about, you know, people looking at something else. What else is out there? There's there's so much more that spirit brings you into your life. And and we're talking about men really doing things. Now I'm not saying that sisters haven't done it. As a matter of fact, but behind every great man there's a great and strong woman. And I have to say that twice because I think everyone knows that every Man is supported by some woman, whether it be his wife or even his mother or his sister mm-hmm. or friend, and so that sure. that does happen. And I would even go as far as to say daughter for the brothers who aren't married but have children. And so I, I I bring yes sir I bring this up because something has to change. Like I said, we're in Baltimore. Baltimore really is a you know an example of many other cities around around the globe. And like I said, men are oftentimes vilified. You see these movies, and I'm not even going into the the racial scheme because it's not. It's probably not just African American men now that are being vilified. They're just men in general, just solely by their gender. And I'm asking that we look at another part of ourselves that exists. You know, another part that you know we you know we we are creating so much more. I mean, we have, most of us have children. I mean, at, at this age, when you're in your 40s and late 30s, most of the time you've had at least one kid, you know, sure. one child. And so what do you want to leave your child? What do you want to demonstrate? What great part of you do you want to demonstrate so the cycle breaks or that the child knows that there's, there's something else out there? And, and that's something, you know, when I hear you talk about your children, I definitely know that that's something that exists. It does. It does. That's, that's a great point you made. Um, as you were breaking down um, the point about Baltimore and, you know, and how Baltimore has been depicted, you know, the, the, I guess the the closest thing that the, the uh, country can be able to um, say that they know about Baltimore is the television show, The Wire. And, um, you know, you think about the times of um, we, that we spent when we were working with youth and their families. You know, um, Baltimore is so much more than just that show. That's a, That was a great show, great depiction. But there are so many beautiful things about our city and, you know, about the people within our city. And I always say we have a, we live in a very interesting city, and I say that to be positive. You know, we live somewhere where um, it needs to have, you know, more black men, um, African-American men um, being at the forefront so that the young, um, young men, you know, young African-American men, as well as the women, um, young ladies can see just what it is that they are to look to for uh, protection and for safety um, and for understanding and, and, you know, and to receive understanding of knowledge and things of that nature. So it is something that when we think about the children that we have and the children that um, we come in contact with, I do believe that we have a, um, you know, one of the most important things that we should do is, uh, is to give, you know, to put ourselves in position to help and aid and assist and not always look um, 
to others to help us out, you know, outside of our race. Now, granted, I'm not saying that this is something that we just make it to be about us as um, people of color. But what I am saying is, is how can we expect somebody else to help us if we don't help ourselves? You know, so when you think about, I always say when you think about that from a um, spiritual standpoint, you know, the Bible speaks speaks very much about, um, you know, and like you said, as well as the very uh, the golden rule that I stand on, you know, um, do unto others as you would want done unto yourself. So to me, everybody wants to be able to be in a position to be supported um, and to be served and to be helped. So why not give it? You know, so that's something Absolutely. that I find, you know, find to be very important. So you're right. Absolutely. Great point. So let's talk about some lessons that you've learned. Any particular lessons? I know you talked about the golden rule and everything that you know that you've really learned, and some of the things you've learned as a young man. Uh, are there other, any other lessons that you'd like to share? Definitely, definitely. I, I, um, th- this question right here is um, something that I think uh, is a great, great question. Um, reason being is because how I always answer this question when I'm asked this is. Um, it's the importance of listening. That's a lesson that I've learned. It's a lesson that I um, speak very much about. To me, it's an art of li- it's an art in listening. You know, we all hear, but do we all listen? Um, every day we interact with people, or we interact with something where those of us that can hear, um, our ears are in tune. Our ears hear, but are they in tune? And do they listen? Do we listen? So, to me, listening is something that um, if we take the time to do more, then we really could could um you know, begin to address some of the concerns, some of the issues that, uh, like, you know, like I always say, that plague our community, you know, that affect our homes, our marriages, our relationships, and people we come in contact with. So to, the number one lesson that I've learned and that I continuously apply to life is the importance of listening. Um, and I could go on. Another one is um, service and support. Okay. Providing service and supporting you know, your brother um, and your sisters and, and your neighbor is something that I think is a very important thing to do as well. And these are things that I remember learning when I was a kid. I didn't probably pay as much attention to them until I, you know, became a young man and started having children and um, getting married was especially, and I have to go back to saying listening, you know, within my uh, my relationship with my wife, I find that being a person that I talk for a living, I'm always in a position to have to um, listen and talk. I find that I don't listen enough. So where it's something that I, pri- I would say I pride myself in within my profession, I don't do it enough in my relationship. So that's an area that I'm having to learn how to, you know, work a lot more on and, and, um, and exercise more so that my relationship can grow and continuously develop. So in turn, my children can learn the importance in applying that lesson to their lives as young adults. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, and I think that's something that's really uh, important for people to know. Uh, Or someone is on the line. I actually want to bring them in. we got a caller. So let me uh, bring this person in. Definitely. Hello, you're on the air. Yes, hi. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Jamel. This is Reverend Harvey. It's a pleasure to be on the Sacred Masculine Show. I first want to say to you that, you know, I'm so proud of you for having a show for men because, you know, there's not a lot of forums, positive forums for us in today's world. You know, a lot of times we are portrayed the wrong way, and when we do get an opportunity to speak, we're not necessarily saying the most positive things. And to Brother Stewart, I want to say I'm listening to you, man, and I really appreciate the things you're saying, especially about listening. Um, As a relationship coach, I actually teach a paradigm called the communication map that goes into helping people listen. Yeah, because 
it's it's true what you say. People don't listen. You know, in my player days, I would date women, and they say, you know, women are quick to say men don't listen, and I, I'll agree to a point we don't. But what yeah. I've learned is yeah. that we don't listen because they don't listen. They hear what they want Very to sure. hear. And so often yeah. I would be talking to a woman, and she'd say, I heard you. i say, I know you heard me, but are you listening? Because she heard the words that I said, but she wasn't listening to what I'm trying to tell her. So, you know, it's good to have men like the two of you who are out there and who are doing the work that you guys do. Yeah, I appreciate that. Pleasure. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, um, and and, and when Brother Harvey, Reverend Harvey says he has a a relationship show, he means it. I mean, definitely is. He gives some really good. Good information also on this same blog talk radio station because you know that's it's necessary for us to talk about positive relationships. I mean, too many relationships gone gone awry and people just don't care and they're moving on. And really, what's that? What's that old saying about uh, thinking the grass is greener on the other side? Yeah, yeah. You know, and the truth is, eventually you're going to have to worry about tending to your own lawn. So even if you think that running from one relationship to another, you're going to eventually have to cut your own grass. True indeed. True indeed. Because mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of times. You're right, because a lot of times what happens is, and you're right, a lot of us brothers, um, you know, we do, we may jump from relationship to relationship, but we never realize that a lot of the work that's needing to be done is on us. And, um, right. you know, we, we, we try to, you know, we try to find ourselves, uh, what, that's where the whole, re, you know, we try to recreate ourselves time and time again. But I like, um, uh, Reverend Harvey, what you were saying as far as the importance in listening where, you know, it is. You know, when we think about women, a lot of times, you know, where they'll say that we don't listen, they're not really listening to what we're saying. So mm-hmm. that's why I always do speak, speak a lot about the importance of listening. And I've always kind of called it, you know, it's an art. You know, it's just like anything else. It's something that you really have to, um, it's like a muscle. You have to really develop it. You have to tune your ears in because a lot of times we, we tune out as soon as the conversation goes in a direction that we're not interested in. Right, and That doesn't right. really allow, and it's unfair to the uh, conversation. And that's what I think a lot of times breaks relationships down well before they're able to move into a position of having um, security and stability. So that was, yeah, I'm definitely in agreement with that. Yeah, so thank you. So I uh, want to talk a little bit more about the show. I do want to, uh, for anyone that's listening out there, the other thing about this show, I want you to know that we're going to be tackling all types of uh, subjects from love, you know, as you hear us talking about relationship coaching and, you know, family matters, uh, community, careers, wealth. I mean, all these things affect what we call the sacred masculine. I mean, you can't be uh, 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 sacred for too long. Well, you can be sacred, but you won't uh, necessarily have a home if you don't have the money coming in. So we're definitely going to talk about the money. Uh, Mr. Atley St. John, we're going to have him on next month. We're, you know, this is third Thursdays with the Sacred Masculine, so every third Thursday. So next month, Mr. Atley St. John will talk to folks out there about just how to basically how to maintain your money as it relates to uh, investments and other things. And he's definitely a gentleman in the community who is um, he's out there doing big things. So. I want. I don't want to give too much away because I I think he can do a really good job at explaining everything that he does. But I definitely want to encourage folks before we uh, uh, tune off, tune up, you know, off the air. I want to encourage them to tune in next month uh, at six thirty as well. Um, Reverend Harvey, you got anything to say also to add? I know that I'm pretty much tapped out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Brother Orn, anything that you uh. Want to add 
I, I sure do. Um, I was thinking about, you know, um, where we all are spiritual brothers, you know, when, when we come with, into the fold of um, spirituality, I'll even say that, you know, above and beyond just religion, um, we become brothers and sisters, you know, and um, to me, it's important to understand that as brothers, we have to be able to be dependable and accountable. So those are two things I just kind of wanted to add, that um, growing more and becoming a dependable person and an accountable person is something that I think that at any age we should we should care to want to develop more in. You know, at the end of the day, I had a friend of mine call me um, kind of at the last minute and asked if I would um, mind helping him move. And, you know, I was right on it. I told him, I said, sure. And I recognized um, once I got there, he wasn't one that was very much into asking for help. But right. I wanted to make sure that I could be there to help him out because I think a lot of times we as men, we always try, and I know I do it, you know, we always try to go about taking care of whatever we need to take care of on our own. And we, you know, very seldom we reach out for help. And I think that is because we don't feel as though we can really depend on someone and maybe we don't really have people in our lives as far as other friends or brothers that are accountable. You know, so those are the reasons, that's the reason why I think those two things are something that uh, are important for us to continuously grow in. So, you know, just within, you know, what we're talking about tonight, I just would like to push it out a lot more that we become more dependable and more accountable as brothers, as spiritual oh, brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. All right. Looks like we're coming close to the end there. I just wanted to give, you know, definitely give brothers a chance. I want to end off with this quote by, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely uh, a fan of uh, Howard, Stern, uh, Howard Thurman. And he says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go do that. Because the world, what the world needs is people who come alive. Uh, and, and that statement is really just an encouragement and inspiration for people to kind of step beyond the comfort level, basically what you just said. Step beyond what's, you know, it's, it's easy to just kind of lay, lay in the low, as the brothers say, and not do anything. But why not step out there and put yourself out? You know, sometimes we fear being at risk or being vulnerable or being attacked. But then never mind that. Step Step out there anyway. And I promise you, it'll all happen the way it's supposed to happen. This is Reverend Jamel Gilliam signing off uh, with Brother Orrin Stewart, our guest, first but not the last time. Uh, we had a call in by Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. Of course, you can hear him this time. Uh, I believe next week he'll be. Yep. He'll next be on Thursday. air. Okay, I, I was wondering if he was still there. And uh, the name of his <laughs> yeah. show is called. Healing from within, and and you know, do you want to say anything real quick about that? Uh, sure. the The show is going to be healing from within. Um, my every Thursday show is uh, the inner consciousness, where we go into a lot of spiritual issues that is plaguing people. So we're trying to help people get right. And so next week we're going to start talking about healing from within because a lot of us, you know, when there's an illness or a dis-ease, we go running to the doctor as if the doctor can repair us, and the doctor can't repair us. All the doctor can do is sell us drugs. They're a legal drug dealer. They'll put a Band-Aid on anything and sell you drugs. True healing comes right. from within. From within. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Okay, well – I think we've all come to come to agree that this is this is the Sacred Masculine Show, and I am your host, Reverend Jamel Gilliam. And until next time, see you then.
Thank you for joining us this evening. That was the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel A. Gilliam. Now, later on this month, we're planning on having Reverend Jamel on to share a little bit more about his branded ministry and to talk about the way he sees or what he would like to see happen in the future with this conversation about the sacred masculine. So thank you so much again for joining us this evening and we will be seeing you really, really soon. Blessings, everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.